Hey there, this is Janine Luby, aka Funny Wine Girl. I want to thank you so much for tuning in because I know you have a lot of choices out there and your time is valuable. But each week, I am really proud to introduce you to a fabulous woman. My goal is to entertain, inform, and inspire you. And I'd love to ask for your support. Uh, There are a few ways you can do this. If you check out the show notes, you can see a link to my Buy Me a Coffee platform, and you can donate as little as $5 to help support this podcast or more. I'm not going to say no to more than $5, but it doesn't even have to be monetary. You can also show your support by sharing an episode that you've enjoyed, share my social media post on your social media, send it out to someone you think might enjoy the podcast in an email, or just talk about it. Tell someone at the grocery store while you're waiting in line. In any case, as I always say, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my wine glass. Hello, and welcome to this very special edition of Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl. This is Funny Wine Girl, aka Janine Luby. Can you tell in this episode that I've been having some wine? This girl has indeed been enjoying some Chenin Blanc. And I will tell you why I'm laughing, because, of course, I think I'm hilarious. But um, so I was just recounting to my guests this evening about my recent experience at Wegmans which I do enjoy normally, by the way, Wegmans normally does a really good job with customer service and they have a lovely selection of wine. And I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm pretentious or whatever, but Chenin Blanc isn't like, I guess, requested by everyone. So I find it sometimes difficult locally in the state stores in Pennsylvania, where I live in Scranton, it's hard to find sometimes. And, you know, the people that you tell, hey, can you have Chenin Blanc? And they're like, Chamois, what's that? They don't. And I'm like, okay, it's Chenin, C-H-E-N-I-N Blanc. And again, just because I like it, you know, screw you. If you think I'm pretentious, whatever. Yes, I have had a few drinks. So anyway, I'm at Wegmans. And like I said, they're normally so helpful. And they tried to help me. And they went to the French section and said, well, we used to carry it. We used to carry it. We used to carry it. Not three times in a row, but three times within a couple minutes. And I'm like, okay, it's not a problem. No big deal. Okay. I turned my head to the right within like two seconds. And I just happened to see on the shelf under South Africa, they had a lovely Ken Forrester Petit Chenin Blanc. And I'm like, wow, I go get it. And so here's where the laughter comes in uproariously, at least for me. I thought maybe they'd want to know that they had the item in stock that they just told me they didn't. Just in case there was any other person like me who might want to buy it. So I turned and I kind of told them, hey, you do have Chenin Blanc. It's over here in South Africa. And they looked at me like, um, okay. They didn't really know why I was telling them. So anyway, I was just laughing because I said, that's the world today. And I am on a roll because I'm on fire, almost literally, uh, just bitching because in Scranton, I don't know what the rules are, but you can bet your sweet ass that I'm going to find out about burning shit in your backyard because we live close to each other here in the good old city. And someone's been burning shit unsupervised in their backyard for about four hours. And um, when you can't breathe in your own home, it's a hindrance. My 77-year-old mother should be able to breathe next door. I should be able to breathe. Okay, guys, let's get all that out. And now let's breathe together. I did not intend for this episode to be so fiery, but let me tell you why it's special. Because May 27th is the two-year anniversary of the first 
full episode of Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl. If you follow me on social media, you will probably have seen that I post it on May 18th. It was actually my very first uh, mini-sode, I guess you could say, with my good friend Tina Gallagher, who is a romance author. I've had her on for two full episodes before, but this was like we were working out in her garage and I had just started my podcast and I did like a five-minute episode with her, which I, you know, I had to get it started and I'm so thrilled that she was, you know, willing to, to chat and test things out with me and we talked about her romance novels and it was great, but my first full episode was with my guest tonight, who is returning, and he has returned a number of times because I love him and I've known him since we we're 14 years old, Oliver Ord, or as I lovingly say, Ollie. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. That was a wonderful introduction. <laughs> I am oh, sorry geez. that this got so riled up so quickly. It went no, on off, off the rails. Hearing that Shannon Blanc story the second time was even wittier and funnier. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, mm -hmm, here she goes, tell them that again. <laughs> I oh. wish someone was there with me to see their reactions. I was like, is it me? Really? I thought they might want to know. <laughs> and your puns about being on fire? Hilarious. Uh, and here's the thing, you know funny. I, I've been told that a few times <laughs> by relatives and friends. <laughs> so I have to tell you, this is airing this week, uh, which is, it's going to air, I guess, May 25th. And uh, earlier this afternoon, I recorded the episode for next week for June 1st, and I had one of your favorites, Gab Benesso, on, and she uh, shared some love. She wanted to spread some love to you because I had told her how much you're a big fan of the podcast and you've enjoyed many of her episodes she's been on. And she's like, well, I'm a big fan of his too, even though I've never met him. Met him. So I want to share that with you. Well, thank you. I'm glad. I am a huge fan. Well, first of all, a huge fan of yours, of course. And I am your number one fan. And that's I listen right, all the time. I'm, I'm a, what was that? I said, that's right, bitch. That better never change. <laughs> <laughs> and, but Gab is one of those people that when you introduced her, you've introduced me to many fabulous women and people through your 100 and so 120-ish episodes of your podcast. But Gab is one that really sticks out for me because the instant she, you two began your conversation, I just was so engaged in it and was smiling from ear to ear. Even when you were talking about serious topics, I was so engaged. And so, and she was just a wonderful force of nature to listen to and to, to hear you spar off each other. was just fantastic. And every episode that she's been on is probably my, probably my favorite because I think your, your conversation, I think you feed off each other so well. Um, and I just, I love hearing the two of you speak and talk no matter what the topic may be. So um, I love when she's on. So she's she's seems hysterical. I wish that I was able to see her live um, perform, um, but I have checked out many of her things online, and I listen to her when she's on your podcast, and I just adore her, even though I've never met her. So, well, I think you're really going to enjoy next week's episode uh, with her, and. I do agree. I think that she and I uh, complement one another really well and um, not to give anything away, but we are talking about possibly doing some stuff together, like uh, possibly an online open mic. Uh, people have been doing some open mics on Zoom and we're, we're talking about maybe doing that together. Uh, so we're excited. She really enjoyed her trip to Scranton and she loved the comedians that she met here and worked with. 
And uh, so we're, you know, I mean, we're going to keep the relationship going and chatting and she's, she's actually coming to, well, she's in Pittsburgh. I keep acting like she's not in Pennsylvania, but like closer to, to me, to Scranton, the Easter part, Eastern, excuse me, part of Pennsylvania. She'll be coming to Philadelphia uh, in a couple of weeks, and then she'll be going to Williamsport in July. So I'm excited that she's getting a lot of work in Pennsylvania that's closer to Scranton. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll see each other again in person, but our Zoom conversations are so much fun. And I do agree that we, you know, we kind of had really good banter together, yeah. but um, are there any other episodes, Oliver, that stand out for you that uh, you were like, yeah, that was a really good episode. Now, in fairness, you pretty much tell me every episode is fantastic. And I'm going to believe you because you're a good judge of character. <laughs> I, well, <clears throat> that's true. And again, you what I enjoy, there have been times where I'll read your little synopsis of the episode, or I'll get a sneak peek because we'll chat and you'll tell me what's coming up. And in my head, I'll be like, hmm, yeah, I'm sure it'll be okay. And usually those are the ones that I'm like totally interested in. Like those are the ones that surprised me the most because, and I can't think off the top of my head, it was last summer and I was listening to it and I was like, oh, I don't know how I love this. And I ended up like being fascinated by it and loving it. I forget what it was about and I'll, I'll scroll through and I'll find it for you. But um, so there's like, there's things like that, like the surprises of like, I'm going to listen because I love you and I'm supporting you. Um, and I'm surprised about how much I'm engaged in what's happening and what you're talking about and what I'm learning. I've learned so much through you and your guests. Um, never stop learning, I guess, is one of my things that I like. Like, I always like to learn new things about things. I'd like to be not well, -ed I'm not a well-educated human being, but I like to inform myself of situations and, you know, be in the know of certain things. And so you bring up many important topics and there's one woman that I remember, she was a younger woman. Um, I think she was one of your students at one point. And she just, she gave me, because she has, she's the same age as my son. I had that, I was like, it's it's amazing. Now my son's doing very well. And like, I'm not poo-pooing him or anything, but like she was so, what she went through in her life and then got together. She just gave me so much hope for the future generation. So I remember you can, you'll fill me in on, on the names of the episode of that, but that was one that really stuck out to me. Yeah. Courtney, I will give her a shout out. Courtney Pisano, one of my favorite students. Yes. I'm picking favorites because I don't teach anymore, bitch. And it never was for me. Uh, yeah. I call me crazy. I like students who pay attention and who seem to care, <laughs> but yeah, Courtney was someone who had a child at 18 and she was, is, don't, I won't say was, she is a well-motivated go-getter, ambitious. Uh, she's on the top of her game. And she was when I taught her and she was one of the few students, actually literally the only student who ever came up to me and asked me about a comment that I put on her assignment because she wanted to understand so she could do better. She was a guest on the show talking about how she managed to go to school, have a job and have, an, have a child uh, at 18 or 19 years old. And yeah, I remember you saying that because she is, she's just a wonderful young woman and she succeeding in life which is no surprise yeah i yeah just fantastic and i'm horrible with names so sorry courtney and I, I i don't i barely remember my name some days so but i do remember the stories and i remember how moved i was by her story um you've had a wonderful recently i think or at least within the last few months the the topic i don't think it changed a little bit clicked but she spoke about her cancer survival but she didn't start off 
talking about that. I forget what it was. Oh, career. Um, she counsels oh, uh, students right. who are in high school so that they yes. learn whether they want to go to college or do a job career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which I totally understood because I completely agree. She said something like at 18, we're asking someone to decide their life when me at now 52 still don't know what I want to do with my life. So she was, she was saying a lot of great points, but then her story altered a little bit. And she's talked about her survival of cancer, which was fascinating to me, like what she went through. And so that's another one that really stuck out. That one's, that was a couple months ago, at least. So yeah. Jennifer closer. Severini Kresak. That was only this past winter, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, I think I even put in that episode, I felt like I didn't want anyone getting like, um, what do they call that? Like the, the neck where you like get a, a break in your neck. <laughs> whiplash because we were talking about preparing kids for college or career, you know, whether they take a gap year or maybe they don't go to college, they decide it's not for them. She prepares students and that's her job profession. And then we, I wanted her to share and she wanted to share surviving or ovarian, excuse me, ovarian cancer. And we didn't really have much of a transition. It was like getting kids ready for college. So let's talk about cancer. Yeah. There was no real uh, subtle direction. So I did apologize to listeners, but that's the two biggest facets of her life her profession yeah. and surviving cancer so that's I mean that's what life is the big the biggest moments you know well it is and something like being a cancer survivor I think is you bring that and that's part of you so you bring that into everything you do whether it's your relationships your friends your family or your work so it's a part of you I, I would imagine and that's going to be so it was it, her story was really amazing too like I liked listening to that story um there are you have you you I will toot your horn, even though I know what does Tig Nataro say? If you don't, toot, why toot, <laughs> oh. your horn, or toot your horn? Because it's your horn. No why not? Is. It's your horn. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'll toot your horn a little bit, even though it's not my horn to toot. Please. I'm um, sick of doing it myself. You have, a, I'm, <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm durasexual. Oh, I don't know what that means, but we'll discuss later. Drink Durus your Durasexual. Oh, Duracell. Gotcha. I know, oh. super subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't drink. I'm drinking. Don't mind water that humming tonight. noise. <laughs> I'm drinking water tonight, so I'm not with it. I need the wine. Um, anyway, you have a, a great. Well, first of all, I love your voice. Listening to you, it's very calming and soothing to me. And that could oh, be because. Stop. <laughs> okay, well, that was creepy. But usually, <laughs> usually you have a very calming and soft. Like when you're in a conversation with someone, your voice is very calming. And that could be because I've known you for since you've been 14. And when we're together, we're crazy voices and you do like, you know, all the fun stuff. But when you're, you're actually having a conversation, your voice is very relaxing to me. And I like that. It soothes me. It gets me in the mood for the episode. But you also are great at conversation. There have been some episodes, very few episodes where I've been like, that was a tough interview. What wasn't it? And like where you had to like kind of drag those questions, you know, answers out of your guests. But that's few and far between and more just sometimes people aren't good at, you know, conversations like that are a little uncomfortable. Um, but you have a great conversation skill. Um, you're an excellent communicator and it shows so much on your podcast. You just you know how to ask the right questions. You know how to let, let your guests speak and, you know let them tell their story, but you're there with the, the, the tete-a-tete, -tete, as they say, um, to, you know, ask questions or just comment on what they're saying. So I enjoy the conversations and that's, a, that's what they really are to me. They're just, it seems like I'm just listening into your conversations with these fabulous people. So I love Thank that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, um, 
I forget what I was just going to say, but no, but thank you so much. Yeah. I, oh no, that's what I was going to say. Uh, someone that I know, Jamie Durkin, I remember I, now, of course I'm naming her, but like, I don't think she listens anyway, but she has this Hi, lovely, this lovely shop. Hey, Jamie, uh, I'll give a shout out to your beautiful shop in downtown Scranton, Vecina, V-E-C-I-N-A design. And I bought one of her beautiful bags that I sent to my friend Marie in France. Uh, she is on Spruce, which is also known as Biden street. And she makes these lovely handmade bags. But when I was stopping in to purchase one, she said, <laughs> I, it was almost, I don't think she intended it to sound uncomplimentary, but like you said, we laugh together and we've got the goofy voice and, but to hear it in the podcast, it's soothing. So she kind of like said that in a similar way, we're not close as you know, we're not close. She and I, but she, she knows me from laughter yoga. And she was kind of like, Oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah, bitch, I have a soothing voice, but no, I was like, no, you have to hear it in the podcast. And she's like, oh, cause I'm used to you from the laughter yoga. And I'm guessing that's like the ho, ho, ha, ha. It's not as soothing as this voice behind the microphone. And I'm like trying to convince her. No, really I'm soothing. You've got to listen. No, you really should. But anyway, that's, that's what it reminded me of. It's just funny, but she is a lovely, very talented, uh, handbag designer. So check her out. Vecina design. There you go. When I'm in Scranton next, I will <laughs> not that I plan on it anytime soon. You'll be the first to know, but it's, it's very true. And again, what I meant by that is like when we're chatting, we're like, our like right before you hit record button, I think you hit a high note. I was like, Whoa, that was high. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant like when we're chatting in your normal but when you're like when you hit that record button you just know how to communicate you know how to speak and it's you sound intelligent and you have intelligent conversations and I appreciate that so well golly gee will well, I've been <laughs> oh, here she goes with her southern accent oh boy <laughs> no this one's not really southern it's I don't now I'm southern <laughs> okay I apologize for all of you who I just offended Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, uh, along that note, this is not related at all, but I have to share with you. So to my listeners, I'm sure I've mentioned before how I was super excited to go visit Oliver and I cannot believe it's been so long. And now I'm sad because it was something I was really looking forward to. And I went to see Oliver right before, actually during the Easter uh, holiday, I was there from like April 4th to the 12th. And um, where was I going with that? Okay, there. Holy crap! This is what wine is doing to me to me tonight. My apologies. Okay, so here's where I was going. I was posting while we were down there. We went to um, oh a winery that was it in Cary, the first place that we went to that we had wine and cheese. Was it Clover Vineyards? Cary? Clover Family Vineyards, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So we went there. Unfortunately, it was like 49 and raining, so yeah, the raining. weather was basically the same or crappier than in Scranton, but we had a great time. It's just that we couldn't sit outside, which is unfortunate, but we had wine and most of their wine was from, I don't know if you pronounce it muscadine or muscadine. And as the woman there explained, I guess that is native to that part of the country, North Carolina, a little bit sweeter wines than I like, but I did end up liking some. And I bought a, um, a bottle of red that's sweet, but I think it'll be great in the summertime. And I know you, Oliver, liked the Merlot. We had delicious cheese that was locally made. And you bought me a lovely pair of, of wine-related earrings. Um, but I believe from posting about that place and then the wine bar that we went to, which was also fabulous, and I really had a good time, even though the waitress didn't like me. Um, she loved me. <laughs> I know she did. And I'm like, <laughs> why doesn't she like me, Oliver? I'm being very polite. <laughs> um, that was in some, oh gosh, what was the name of that development? Fenton? 
Sure. I think, sure. I think, I think so. I think yes. Yeah. Shops and they're building townhouses and there was a wine bar and I'm blanking on the name, but they have a wall that's just full of wine bottles. And my friend, Laura told me about it and it was just lovely. It was really great and fun. But anyway, I posted, I was posting a lot about different places and, and those visits. So what I wanted to tell or share with you is that I received an email from some magazine in North Carolina uh, that wanted to interview me. And of course I'm like, you know, I'm all about like, yeah, but I'm also, as you know, I believe, you know, that I'm also honest as well. So I was like, like, oh, I don't live in North Carolina. I have a feeling that this isn't for me. So I did message the woman and say, hey, uh, I'm not sure where you heard of me or found out about me, but I don't actually live in North Carolina. I was visiting. And sure enough, she said, I think she had seen some of my social media posts. And yes, they do want to feature people who live in North Carolina. I was like, okay, damn, in my head. But she did say, but if there's any other opportunities where we can interview you, we'll let you know. I was like, "Mm, okay. But anyway, so that, so social media posts, here's a lesson for the kids out there. Social media posts do get recognized. So there you go. There you go. And <clears throat> correct. Excuse me. I think, forgive me if I don't even know, like the wine bar was in Cary and the winery was in Apex or vice versa. That's, no, you're right. That's yeah, correct. Okay. The winery yeah. was in Apex and the wine bar was in Cary. That's correct. Yeah. 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 And I can't remember the name of the wine bar now. Um. Oh, well. Wine bar. <laughs> it, was, it was called it was wine generic. Bar. <laughs> wine bar it was very nice though they had like just walking in and seeing a whole wall full of bottles of wine was great but um oliver knows that i was all gobsmacked and starstruck when they brought out our uh, flight of wine in this handy dandy little carrying thing that had all three glasses on it i was like oh it was so pretty i loved it was it crew crew that's crew. right c-r-u yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. right and yeah, it was lovely. And uh, the charcuterie uh, board was nice. And yeah. then I truly enjoyed all of the wines I had. And now you had the red flight and you enjoyed that. Very much so. Yes. Um, from both. I did just finish one, the, that one Merlot I got from Clover Family Vineyards um, from Apex. And then I enjoy, I did have a red flight. And I think that a full glass of the Pinot Noir from that flight that I had that I really enjoyed. Um, so it was lovely. It was delightful. And I think that was, I want to say that was Good Friday. That's how we spent our Good Friday. That was. And a younger Janine, you know how we talk, so a lot of people are talking lately. What would you say to the younger you? I'd be like, bitch, forget about not eating meat. Go drink wine, <laughs> obviously. Um, because yeah, that's, again, no disrespect to people who you know, turn off the TV and the electricity and all that good stuff. Cause I remember those days in my household with my grandmother, who's like, okay, we're going to be quiet now. This is quiet time. And I respect that. I truly do. But as a grown up, you know, you, you allow yourself choices. Um, and I still believe in God and all that. I just don't necessarily follow uh, man-made what I call man-made Catholic tradition. So Oliver and I were at a winery, uh, on good Friday and Let's just say we weren't the only ones in the place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a very good Friday indeed. No, it was. To, to each their own, whatever they practice, practice it well. Just be a good, good, kind human. That's all that matters. Yes. Exactly. So that was a lovely, I agree. That was a lovely day and a lovely, and I'm glad we, we don't have many wineries in this area. Um, and you actually found that one before you came to visit. So I'm glad we made it to, made it there. And I'm glad it was as lovely as it was. Like you said, the weather didn't cooperate. We had some we had some warm, hot days when you were here, but we also had some cloudy, rainy days as well. And that happened to be one of them. But we spent it inside with wine, so it was good. 
So I was happy. Absolutely. And on that note, I should also say, so Laura, uh, my friend, Laura Martinetti told me about crew because she has relatives in Carrie and you had given me Oliver and Jim, his husband, Jim are delightful human beings and talk about being good humans and kind. They could not have been kinder to me on my Easter holiday. Although Carol, my mom thought I was busted in on your holiday. Like, are you invited? Did you ask? I'm like, no, mom, I'm just going down with no invitation. Um, So I spent Easter with them and they gave me a basket. They also did an Easter egg hunt for me, which I I told some people that recently and they looked at me like I was nuts, but that's okay. I don't mind being a 51 year old who's in search of plastic uh, Easter eggs inside and outside of the house. I had a good time and I think they had fun too, but uh, Oliver had given me a lovely Easter basket with candy and a bottle of orange wine. And for those of you who do follow funny wine girl on social media, you know, that last time I visited Oliver in May of 2022, last year, I also, I bought myself a bottle of orange wine when we went to help me out here, total wines and more total wine and more correct total wine and more, which is like the Mecca. It was amazing. And from watching dead to me, that's where I first heard about orange wine, but my friend, Laura told me about it during the pandemic she was ordering it and I think it was a little more she she you had to order it and honestly in Pennsylvania I don't know where you can get it no place close to us as far as I'm uh as far as I could tell I know that you can get it in New Jersey but I don't really know of too many places that have orange wine uh close to me so I was thrilled to buy a bottle last year just to try it out and I tried it out last year with Laura and it was good and it reminded me uh, Someone said there's, it's a similar to a rosé. Um, the thing with the orange wine is it's it's got characteristics of white wine, but it's, and I could be wrong in the process. If I say it, I apologize because obviously I'm not a vintner. I don't make wine, but it's uh, the thing that makes it different from the white wine is that the, the skin is left on the grapes during the, and I could be wrong, but I think it's during the fermentation process. So because the skin is left on, it changes the color, but it also changes the taste. And so last year's I did enjoy. And this year, Oliver gave me a bottle and I'm blanking on the name of it, but I will put it in the show notes. If anyone's curious, I did post it to my, um, my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago when I opened it, I love the label. It's these really wacky looking lips and it's French. So, and I did look up what it means and I think it, oh God, now I'm totally blanking on what it means, but it's like, not sensual, but it's like the sense of something or the, the taste of something it's, it's, I I did look it up and it it is a French wine and it's an affordable French wine. So don't think that you have to spend 40, 50, $60 all the time for a French wine. You don't, I've gotten them for as cheap as 699 in some of the uh, stores when they have what they call the, the chairman select, you know, where they're in and maybe they only have that wine for a week or two, but it's like, it's, I've gotten some that were delicious for 699. Anyway, I did try this wine. (laughs) So here's, here's a funny for you, Oliver. I was saving it to have Laura over one night because she's initially the only person who's ever really talked about orange wine with me before. And I don't know why I'm having trouble saying orange, orange. I'm like all stuffed up or something. I'm like orange, orange wine. So I was saving it for her. And I'm not proud to share this story, but I'm going to, because even though my mother would say, why do you tell people these personal things? Why the hell not? Um, I was saving it and she was coming over. It was like two weeks ago, I think. And the day before or two days before when she was coming over, I had 
a really crappy experience at Ace Hardware. So where am I going with this? <laughs> I did not feel I was treated very well by these employees as I was buying bird food. They were kind of like treating, talking to me like I was an idiot because they're like, oh, these are no good. And I was like, why? And it's like, and then they talked about me, which I didn't really appreciate. Where did she get them from? And it's like, I went in the back in their dumpster or like their stock room. I mistakenly picked them up off the pallet full of bird food with the big sale sign on top of it. Anyway, I won't go down that road because I was really annoyed and walked out of there shaking my head. And when I had said to the woman at the end of the, you know, my transaction, thank you. She didn't even look at me. Um, I don't appreciate that. So anyway, I had had that little moment. And so I came home and I was like, I would like to have a glass of wine. So I broke into the orange wine that night and had a glass for myself. And then I saved the rest for when Laura came over two nights later and I picked up a bottle of Chenin Blanc so that we would have enough. And I did say to her, I apologize that I did crack open the orange wine and she laughed and she didn't mind, but this one definitely, I'm really not good at describing, I will admit this one tasted, definitely tasted differently than the one I had last year, but I liked it. And wow. I will say this at first, I didn't think I did. Like I thought it was oaky and I don't like oaky Chardonnays or anything that's, and I tasted it. And then I was like, okay, I went online to read what the professionals describe it. And they said it has, excuse me, uh, nuttiness. And I'm like, okay, that's better. I'm, it's not oakiness I'm tasting. It's the nuttiness and I'm just misinterpreting it. So I will say not to get pretentious or whatever, but like, truthfully, I'll admit sometimes I don't know what I'm tasting. So I gave it another try it, you know, after, you know, tasting it with different food. And I was like, okay, I understand it's not oakiness. I was tasting or woodiness. It was actually nuttiness. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. And I liked it the more that I had it. So that's my story. Good. Well, I'm glad. And when I buy wine, and when the Easter Bunny was buying that particular bottle of wine, the Easter Bunny necessarily doesn't go by price. It, I knew that, or excuse me, the Easter Bunny knew that you wanted to try another orange wine. So I picked one that uh, you didn't get last year. And I always go by, I'm tacky that way, I guess. I go by either bottle, shape, picture, or the name. And if I'm attracted to something like that, I'm gonna try it. Because I, what, for me as a wine consumer, I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't, I don't have a very sensitive or educated palate or whatever, or my nose as big as it is, can't smell anything that's <laughs> in the wine except wine, but I like what I like. And I, you know, I, I go back to what I go for, but I'm, I'm not afraid of trying new things. So when I saw it or the Easter bunny saw it, he was like, Ooh, pick that one up for Janine. And I'm, so I'm glad, you, I'm glad you liked it. I also picked up a, a bottle of orange wine myself that I had that I recently tried, a different one than you had both last year and this year. And again, when I took the first sip, I was like, okay, it's it's okay, I didn't like it. But again, what they say after the second sip, you're like, okay, you get, either you get used to it or you just forget about it or you're getting more intoxicated. I don't know, <laughs> after two <laughs> sips, if you're intoxicated, I would you know be careful. But you know, like as I was drinking more, I, I enjoy it. And I never not finish a bottle of wine. Like it has to be really, really <laughs> bad for Same. me to go, I'm not drinking this, <laughs> I'm poured out. I don't think I've ever done that. So I will finish a bottle regardless. But I, so I had an orange bottle, the, or an orange bottle, orange wine the other day um, for the last two weekends, I think I had it. And it was okay. It, I, you know, I like trying new things. Um, and you're the one that, I watched Dead to Me 
but apparently the orange wine went right over my head because I never, I didn't pick up on that. It wasn't until you mentioned it last year where I even knew of it. So I tried to. So two things uh, to follow up to what you just said, two, two things. One, it is not tacky. I agree. You are not the only person who says that. I'm me included and someone else. Oh, I think Julie, and you've heard Julie on the podcast many times. She crochets, she does the cemetery tour. Yes. Very yes. Uh, wonderful human being. I think it was her who said to me recently, I just picked by the, the label or whatever, but it's, it's true. It's fun. And that's why years ago I picked up arrogant, I think it's called arrogant bastard. And there's like a picture of a frog, you know, wearing like a monocle or like something silly. It is fun to try those wines that are just like, sure. because you figure if the label has personality, then, you know, I would hope that the winemaker does and that their wine does. Right. So it kind of, it follows suit. The second thing I wanted to say, when you said there's never been a bottle that you didn't finish. I agree. There's only been one or two, but it just made me, I don't know why it made, made me think of spit takes and Ava on Abbott elementary. Give me some cheap vodka so I can spit it out <laughs> at the club that night. So I don't know. That's just, I love that show. Yes. And that's another guest that you've had on a, a couple of times, I believe. Um, where, what was her name? Julie, Julie where Esty. She, mm -hmm. she did the, there was, she was on for the cemetery tours. Is that her? Yes. But she was also on, she told, one time she told like love story. Was that the same guest? Yes, like, she is like a Valentine's local historian. <clears throat> so she does, knows a lot of history and she talked about interesting love stories around Valentine's Day. Yeah. That was fun too. And the same guest or different guest about, she was in, a, in the parade, the Irish, she does the Irish music is this. Oh, I that, think that might be Cheryl Kaiser. She did the okay. bagpipes. Yeah. So oh, Julie, yes, was, okay. Julie was on again the third time. She was on this year for March. I wanted someone to talk a little bit about something related to women's history. And she talked about some local women who had achieved like pretty good status and uh, achieving yeah. a lot in their careers, especially considering the time when women weren't supposed to do much other than yes. maybe wash, wash rags. Um, so she talked about that too. Yeah. Um, but it was Cheryl that was the the one that's the bagpiper. The bag, yeah. yes, I remember that, and that was a lovely conversation too. So, mm -hmm. yes, have, and of course, I have to give a shout out to Tina because I I enjoy. Now, I love our episodes together only because I like listening to us, and you know, I we always say like we're probably the only two laughing, but who cares because <laughs> we're having such a good time. But I do because it makes me giggle when I think of even though we had the conversation, listening it back again always makes me giggle because it's us. But I like when I, you have guests that I actually physically met. Um, and Tina is one of those. So that's always fun and exciting. And I have her autographed book right here. Yeah. <laughs> one of them, yeah. Yeah. And Tina was the first. I think I said it earlier. So I apologize for repeating. We had the little five minute uh, first mini episode, so to speak. And Tina has been on for full episodes twice since, because we've talked about how last year she went to Italy and she's actually preparing to go to Italy again and England. She's a world traveler. So she will be going to Italy for a writer's retreat again. And she'll be going to England where she goes to a writer's like workshop conference kind of thing. And this year I will be pet sitting for her. <laughs> so that'll be fun. So yes, Look for those Yay. kind of uh, fun, fun thoughts after that when I'm wiping slobber for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I love her dog, Thea. She's a cross between um, a golden, golden retriever and an Irish setter. And she's an absolute sweetheart. So nice. Excellent. Yes. Well, good. Yay. Good for her. And um, I look forward to what do you have coming up this year? So like we talked about, we talked about your seasons now. Yes. First of all, 
who cares about seasons? Just keep doing episodes. But I know like if that's traditional podcast, they have seasons and blah, blah, blah. But so with that, and like you don't, sometimes you do themes for months. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just wing it and just do episodes. Do you have any good themes or good episodes coming up that you have planned in your little noggin? Honey, everyone's going to be good. Um, <laughs> I'll okay. be the judge of that. <laughs> Not lately, bitch. So <laughs> I'm, I'm too going, behind. I'm too behind. Don't I'm you? going to out Oliver here and not in the way that you might think. He used to send me the most wonderful texts each week saying how he liked the episode and what he liked about it, what he learned. Since work has gotten in the way, which is just unacceptable, he has not been able to do that in several weeks. So I'm like, and again, I'm completely being selfish, but I truly, not just because it's praise, although who doesn't love praise, but because I I love the fact that Oliver listens and that he's connecting on some level and getting something from the episode. So I, and I always like hearing what it is that he liked um, or what he likes. I promise I'll get back to that. But to my defense, (laughs) I recently had to go back to the office from working remote for two years. Yes. And I have to go back now three times a week. And I'm literally only within the first, I think still in the first four weeks of doing it. The first two weeks, literally by Wednesday, I was exhausted, (laughs) which is so silly to say because I like hashtag first world problems. But like that extra hour getting up, the extra commute, the extra commute that like I, by, by time Wednesday came, I'm like, it's Friday. Right. And like, no, I still have two more (laughs) days to work at home and I'm choosing to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I might break that up like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, just to give myself a day. But usually like, like we're recording this on a Tuesday. So like, I'm already set to go tomorrow because I kind of want it over with, but also I'm exhausted by time Thursday comes. But it's starting, it's slowly starting to get a little better. I'm starting to get into my routine of things and stuff. So that's my poor dumbass excuse. But I promise you'll keep getting, you'll continue to get those reviews. And when I catch up, I'm only two behind, settle down. <laughs> but your reviews are farther behind. No, in all seriousness, I know. I oh, understand she's judgmental. Your- no, I'm not judgmental. I'm being factual. No, I understand completely what's going on with work. And I get it. I don't think it's silly at all. And it's, it's not actually, I mean, to go from one working arrangement to another is completely understandable. So I understand why it's going on. I just selfishly, as I said, selfishly, I miss it, but I completely understand. So to get to the guests who are coming up, Um, I will tell you, I don't have so much themes ahead, although I will say I know June is Pride Month and I did not have someone in mind until I spoke with Gab today. So I'm hopeful that this person will be able to talk to me about uh, pride in, um, I'm going to mess it up, but disability, uh, disability, pride or pride, I'm sorry if I'm screwing it, but you know what I'm trying to say. So basically the rights of those uh, who have have dis- disabilities, but who are also in the LG, help me out here, LGBTQIA community. Yes. And I totally flubbed that. And I apologize because even without wine, I kind of screw up those letters and I don't mean disrespect. I just have to think about it, but I'm still the same person who has to think about the last four digits of her social before she gives <laughs> them too. So please don't judge. And if you do, that's your choice. Um, so anyway, that is something I hope to have this guest, uh, Gab connected me with her through email. So we'll see if that works out. 
Otherwise, I'm going to have um, someone on that I had on previously who moved to, I, I believe, I know that you enjoyed her conversation, Roya Hamadani. She spoke about having uh, an Iranian father, Filipino uh, mother, and, and what that's like talking about, you know, ethnicity in her comedy, but also being a woman running, you know, an open mic night and being disrespected, but like what it's like for her. So she and her husband recently moved. Well, actually recently, Jesus probably been going on a year that she left Pennsylvania and moved to Massachusetts. So I want to talk to her about what it's been like. And it's, I don't, not that I want to give away personal stuff, but it was because of family, you know, situations, her mother aging and, and being closer to family. So how that's been going and what the comedy scene has been like for her in Massachusetts and getting, you know, reestablished there. So she'll be on, um, excited to have my cousin on who, I did not know much about the situation. Apparently my mother knew, but bitch was keeping it quiet. No, Carol just didn't share that. Uh, my cousin, Danielle Pensack is a wonderful educator. She is actually, I think an administrator in, in education, but she has, I'm going to mess up how many kids they have a ton. No, it's more like four or five, <laughs> but um, she has a daughter, Sadie, and she has, I believe three, and I could be wrong for three or four little boys, but her son, Connor, I did not realize he had health issues. And he has, I will probably mess this up. Let's just say there's something in the intestinal area. I think it could be Crohn's, uh, could be IBS, could be Crohn's. And I will, we'll, we'll delve into that more on the episode. So I apologize, but she uh, basically has been more open talking about it. Not that I'm saying she was closed before, but I didn't really understand. And I didn't know about this. So she started sharing a lot on social media about how he was helped so much by the uh, medical professionals at CHOP, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And so she's started a foundation, the Pensac Foundation to help raise money and to help uh, the CHOP Foundation and help young uh, families with young children who go through health issues like his. So uh, she is having, they're having a fundraiser in July. So I'm going to have her on hopefully in June to talk about what it's been like for her as a mom, her son, Connor, what they've gone through and how their foundation is going to help families. Uh, so I'm happy to do that. Obviously I'd be happy anyway, but I'm especially proud and happy because it's a relative. So I'm happy to do that. Um, so Danielle will be on, Roya will be on. Um, I'm trying to think there's a couple other folks. Oh, Nina Judge is someone I just got connected to recently. She started uh, the John Malvisi Foundation because her father had committed suicide. So it's a uh, it's meant to help people with mental health issues and to bring light to that subject and to understand that there's always help and hope. Uh, so she will be a guest in the coming weeks. Um, I think just, I'm trying to think of who else. Kelly Moran is someone I met at a, an event, Gab's event. She is someone with bipolar disorder who wants to share her story as well. So she will be on and I, hopefully I'm not missing anyone, but other than that, I don't have too long of a lineup, but you know me, I always figure it out. I probably am going to take a little summer vacation, not literally because bitch is broke and doesn't go anywhere other than I, my big vacation, you're the one be honored. I go to see you. And then I'm like, that is my vacation seriously. And I'm not joking. And it was wonderful. So I'm not slighting it, but I will probably take kind of a break in July just to kind of, just to take a, a rest or a mm -hmm. break and then reboot. Uh, and you know, uh, come back with, with episodes. Cause I don't want to take too much of a break. Cause I don't want anyone to forget about me. You know, well, how could anyone forget about you? <laughs> I know that's what I think, but you know, <laughs> people be crazy. Uh, I just shouldn't use that word. Sorry. Uh, that came up actually at Gab's 
um, oh, talk yeah. about using the word crazy. Yeah. And I don't know how to take this, but when I said, I apologize to Gab for using the word in our conversation and she's like, okay, it's okay. You're one of us. So I was like, okay, I'm not sure how to take it, but I'm going to take it in a good loving way because I'm on board, you know, yeah. but yes, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but um, anyway, that's kind of it. So before we wrap up, cause we're going to chat, we need to talk offline because we have not talked in quite a while and I miss you. Um, in closing, are there any topics that you would like to hear about or just if they're hot topics or if they're like uh, cold topics, if they're lukewarm, they need to be nuked, microwaved, what kind of topics would you like to hear about? First of all, I want an in-depth one-on-one with you and Carol, a really hard <laughs> to- <laughs> Can I tell you the bitch doesn't even listen to my podcast anymore? And yes, I'm talking about my mother. I literally say to her, Mom, I think you'll really enjoy this week's episode. The woman is real interesting. She's listened to she kind of turns her nose up at me. I literally looks at me and I'm like, Michael, mom, you're my mother. You're not going to listen to my podcast. She, it doesn't matter. She doesn't I, I would love a heart to heart one-on-one with the two of you. Um, I The thing that's popped in my head immediately was, and it's just because it's a hot topic button or like whatever they call them, those crazy up there. I use the word crazy. See, I be, I'm glad you say things like that because it makes me think because that's I'm very aware of how much I say it anymore. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, and that's why people should call it out because it makes you aware that, you know, you're right. I shouldn't be using that term. So thank you for that. But the Martha Stewart at 81 being on the swimsuit, like that to me brings up so many different topics of like ageism being proud of who you are doesn't like, and there was a, there was a woman the 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 news segment I saw on it was another '80s plus woman who loved wearing bathing suits and she was in her bathing suit and she was like, it's important like it's like people don't die after a certain age you know especially women they're not seen as sexual after they reach forty or maybe that number is fifty now who knows but it just seems that so that sparked some, a lot of like questions in my head like. Because I was, I applauded it. I was like, "That's great. That's fantastic." And I'm not, I'm not a huge Martha Stewart fan. Like, I know who she is, and I, you know, I, I don't like buy her stuff. Or I'm not a huge fan of hers, but I thought it was great. And how much positive and how much negative something like that spurned. So, you know, that's any any type of women's topic that you bring up always enlightens me a little bit when i think that i'm in the know or i know something you, the conversations you have always enlighten me more so anything that you talk about is going to be i'm going to learn something new and i'm going to enjoy it so but that's Thank that's you. the one thing that popped in my head because i just literally saw a news segment on it <laughs> well and that's not to be like you know toot my horn again but to to quote tig hey why not it's your horn so toot toot but that is something i bring up in my stand up because I do, uh, you know, I do some jokes about getting older and, you know, I, it's no, it's no joke that, you know, women deal with certain things that are not talked about or have not been talked about. And, and to be serious for a moment, not only it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, it's not talked about, but it's another for like, it hasn't even been researched enough. Like the whole medical mm-hmm. community has focused on white male health really. And that's, and that's, that brings up a podcast I listened to today, Jonathan Van Ness um, from the Queer uh, Queer Eye. You know, he's fantastic. He has a curiosity podcast. It was about AI and it was super interesting. 
and really about like, similarly, like, you know, how things are algorithms and how they're programmed. So like people of color, it, it doesn't get it accurate for people of color. Well, and the same, I don't want to say the same, but like, similarly, like with women, it's been research has been done more on male health issues. And I see it as a standardized patient. Men are so afraid of, it's like, it's a boob. It's not going to, it's not an alien. It's not like, there's not going to be anything that pops out and sucks your brain out. Although if it's gone, that's your problem. But uh, no, they're like to really, to listen to the proper places of your heart. Like so many of them literally do not do that. And I, I don't, it's not just a matter of, you know, grading them on a test. They didn't get it right, but I want them to get it right. I'm a woman who wants a doctor who knows where to listen to my heart. And I know, I'm sorry, I'm going off on this topic, but I think it's so important that as women, we are, you know, are proud of and claim not just, you know, being women, but our age to get back to your point. So when I do my stand up and talking about that's what I was getting to, there has not been enough research on, on menopause or perimenopause or hormones or, and truthfully, it's like, I will tell you, I haven't gotten good answers or recommendations from female providers because it's just like, oh, here, have an anti-anxiety pill or an antidepressant pill. Is that the fucking answer? Do you think? Really? I don't necessarily think so, but okay. That's a script that you're giving me that I'm just not going to take, but whatever. But we don't have enough information and research. And if there is, you you do have to go looking for it. Let's say, I, 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 you know, not to be lazy, there's stuff out there, but we need to make it in people's faces. And it's like, I don't want to hear, oh, I don't want to hear about it. Well, people don't want to hear about men's dicks, but they've talked enough about it in their comedy and things like that. And, and Cialis and Viagra. And it's like, we were bombarded. That's stuck in our faces, literally, and not literally on TV. So let's talk about women's stuff. And I will shut up after this. Although, no, I don't, I don't want to say that. I will never shut up. But to make my point, and to, that I want to honor, honor what you said. I talk about that in my standup and I don't want to offend women when I say this, but it is not helpful when we're the women. And I've met so many of them throughout my lifetime that are like, when it's their birthday, they're like 29 and holding. I get it. If you're embarrassed, first of all, and I like to say, bitch, we know you're not 29. So that's a cute little chuckle, but hello. But to do that is to say that women are only viable. They're only uh, productive, valuable human beings up until a certain age. And I fucking won't just stand for that. So that's, that's that. So. There you go. And you reminded me of Jim and I went to see Wanda Sykes uh, in Durham a couple months ago. And she ended her show with, with her talking about, well, if you've seen any of her sitcom or not her sitcom, her uh, stand-up specials on Netflix. She talks about, um, oh, who, what does she call Esther? Like her role, like her fat role. Like, oh, like and she talks yeah. about Esther and like her wife is looking at Esther and like, well, she goes into the whole thing about like menopause. We don't know enough about it, but man, if like men had hot flashes where they were taking their shorts off and letting their balls drop, like she <laughs> does this, it's really, really funny, but she, to prove a point. And it reminded me of that. Um, so I, again, you speaking up, even if one person hears that and like, hey, you got some social media contact from North Carolina wine, who knows what you can get with something else. So keep doing what you're doing, girl. Thank you. I didn't mean to sound like RuPaul there, girl. <laughs> but I did, hey. I couldn't help it. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. And, what, and one more no on, on that. And I don't want to keep talking about it, but I still also feel that 
of the isms that exist in our society, ageism is still really accepted. And trust me, I'm not saying we don't have homophobia and racism. We do, we do. But I just feel like, I feel like really nobody's fighting for like uh, old people in a way, or I shouldn't say nobody, that's not true, but it's not as high on our priority list. And locally, I will say I, one thing that pissed me off and maybe people would just say, the whole idea of sit down boomer, shut up boomer. I'm not a boomer anyway. I'm a Gen Xer, but not that someone who's a Z would know or care, but there are actually conferences that are just for young professionals and they only look for speakers up to like age 40. I saw this last year on on LinkedIn and I was kind of pissed by that because I'm like, so young professionals can't learn from someone over 40 and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong and maybe it's because I am 51 and maybe when I was 38, I wouldn't have cared or 35. I don't know. I really don't know, but I just do know that we got to cut the shit of like, you're no longer valid or whatever. And it does affect women more than men. I mean, look at how many old white anchors are on the news. Oh, old white dudes like Robert De Niro just gave birth. Well, yeah, he personally did give birth. That would be certainly some news for sure. But 70, what, five, six, seven, I don't know what the fuck he is, you know, having, you know, just fathered a child. And like, that's never been something that raised an eyebrow for most people. But like, you know, for women to be over a certain age, it's like, ooh, she probably should stop trying or, oh, is it? I don't know. I'm going to stop because believe me, I could go on and on, but I do think we need to be mouthy about this stuff and it doesn't help when we're being quiet about it. Like, Oh, I don't want to say my real age or whatever. Hey, there is no shame or harm in it. That's why when I do my standup, I say I'm 51. That's right. 51. That is my age. I will keep saying it. And the day that I stop Oliver, you can just slap me across the face. (laughs) And when I go, I'm just a little over 30. (laughs) If you use that voice, I will slap you. <laughs> I know. That was kind of like a, I don't know what that was. Chucky combined with- Holly like, Mandel. I don't know. Someone oh else Oh my here. God. <laughs> All right. So what should we say in closing, Oliver? Any last words? Any last words? Not, that was my last word. Oh, okay. I, no, I think I already said to you, keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Um, 100%. I, I enjoy your show immensely. I learn a lot. And I really do look forward to, even though I'm two weeks behind, don't yell at me. Um, I do look forward to your episodes um, and I look forward to listening to them. So keep doing it what you're doing um, and don't ever stop making me laugh. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, I think we covered that when we talked about our birthdays. We just, <laughs> I forget what the hell episode it was, but we're like, let's just keep laughing together into our old age. So, so thank you so much, Oliver, for being my very first full-length episode guest and my special two-year anniversary guest. Uh, You are the one person I I put in my description on Facebook today that even like my my goal and what I say my mission is with this podcast is to promote women every week to who share their stories, to inform, to inspire, and entertain. And then I put in parentheses or asterisk after your name, a handful of, of special men have been invited to be on the show and you are one of them uh, because you are very special and we've known each other over 36 years and you're just a very special person to me and I do value your opinion. I do appreciate you listening. Your support is really, I just truly hope you know, it's, it's super important to me. So, well, so thank you. I love you too. So thank you everyone for, if you're still listening, God love you. I apologize for my semi 
tipsy well really tipsy tipsy rant uh at the beginning i hope people hopefully you hung in there because i feel like i don't know oliver and i always have fun conversations and i hope you found them fun uh them it fun uh (laughs) this conversation i hope you found it fun if not come back again next week just for the hell of it because i think you're gonna like what you hear at some point um and as i like to say i put it in the show notes um buy me a coffee is a platform that I have an I keep calling it a platform. It's a website that I have an account on. If you want to give a donation to help support this podcast. And, uh, I, I used to feel kind of guilty asking, but when Tig Notaro, who is actually a pretty well-known celebrity asks for donations for her podcast, I'm like, it's okay for me to do it. So even five bucks, you know, or less, but here's the deal. Even if you don't have money to donate, that's okay. Do me a favor and share Uh, a a post that I do an episode, tell a friend who's looking for something new to listen to. Hey, have you listened to uncorked? Uh, Have them check it out. I would appreciate that just as much. So as I always say, I thank you from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my wine glass.